0: Good morning, let's begin our service by singing hymn number 325. Take up thy cross, the Savior said, if thou wouldst my disciple be. Thyself deny, the world forsake, and humbly follow after me. Hymn number 325. This morning will be given by Janet from Georgia.
1: Proverbs, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. Hear ye, children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life.
0: Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science Textbook. Our Father,
2: Father, who is art in heaven.
0: Our Father, Mother, God, all-harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever-present. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 237. Oh, may we be still and seek Him, seek with consecration whole. Listening thus to hear the message, far from sense, and hid in soul. Hymn number 237. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Sunday morning service for October 24th, 2021. We begin each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is training session in practicing Christian science. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, Or if you want to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and you will also be able to find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. every Sunday morning, and that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that children anywhere in the world can attend just by phone. So if you don't live in the area and you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll be happy to give you the number, and we would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family. We are going to have another Bible study. It's going to be in about two weeks. It will be Saturday, November 6th at 10 a.m. So check the website for study questions, and please join us Saturday morning, November 6th. You'll be glad you did. We have a number of websites, many in different languages than English, so that the Word of God reaches people around the world. And one of the articles that is being currently featured on our English website, I wanted to point out this morning, entitled Ageless Being by Bicknell Young. This, is, this article is a little deep, it's a little strong, but it's good, and it's right, so I recommend it highly. Ageless Being, by Bicknell Young. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from Miscellaneous Writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science Textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Karen from California.
4: Page 432. I like the journal and quarterly and have many of Reverend Mary B. G. Eddy's works, which make my little world. I have a great desire to learn more of this love that casts out all fear and to work in this science. It is the greatest pleasure I have to talk this truth, as far as I understand it, to any who will listen, and am waiting for others to learn of this blessed science. I give my experience in reading science and health with key to the Scriptures aloud to a little child. A letter published in the journal, written by a lady who had relieved a two-year-old child by reading to her, first suggested this course to me. At the time, my little one was a trifle over a year old. I was trying to overcome for him a claim which, though not one of serious illness, was no small trial to me because of its frequent occurrence and its seeming ability to baffle my efforts. One day as I sat near and treated him, it occurred to me to read aloud. I took up one of the older editions of Science and Health lying near, began at the words, quote, brains can give no idea of God's man, end quote, and read on for two or three paragraphs, endeavoring as the writer suggested to understand it myself, yet thinking perchance, the purer thought of the babe might grasp the underlying meaning sooner than I. So it proved, before the disturbance felt by me had been calmed, the weary expression on the face of the child was replaced by one of evident relief. When putting him to sleep, I had often repeated the spiritual interpretation of the Lord's Prayer. One night, he was very restless, fretful, and cried a great deal, while I seemed unable to soothe him. At last, I perceived that he was asking for something, and it dawned upon me that the prayer might be his desire. I began repeating it aloud, endeavoring to mean it also. He turned over quietly and, in a few minutes, was sweetly sleeping. The last time my attention was specially called to this subject was about a year after the first experience. Various hindrances had been allowed to keep me from science and health all day, and it was toward evening when I recognized that material sense had been given predominance and must be put down. I soon felt drawn to read the book. The little boy had seemed restless and somewhat disturbed all day, but without thinking specially of him, rather to assist in holding my own thought, I began to read aloud, quote, consciousness constructs a better body when it has conquered our fear of matter, end quote. In a minute or two, a little hand had touched mine, and I looked down into a sweet face fairly radiant with smiles. I read it over. The child was evidently delighted and was restful and happy all the rest of the day. A. H. W. Dealand, Florida.
0: The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 8 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Probation After Death. The golden text is from Romans. As Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. The responsive reading, First Corinthians. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But, but now is Christ risen from the dead, and become the first fruits of them that died. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For, For as in heaven all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, Afterward, they that are Christ's at his coming. The The last enemy that that shall be destroyed is death. For he hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted which did put all things under him. And And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that will now read.
3: The Bible, Isaiah. O Lord, thou art my God, I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name, for thou hast done wonderful things. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people A feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of wines on the lees well refined. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people, and the veil that is spread over all nations. He shall swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces, and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. Matthew And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness, and all manner of disease among the people. And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted the prophets which were before you. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. John. Then said Jesus unto them again, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am come a light into the world that's Whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Matthew And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, He said unto his disciples, Ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest, who is called Caiaphas and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. John, now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews, that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew, Gogotha, where they crucified him. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulcher, wherein was never a man yet laid. There laid they Jesus, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulchre was nigh at hand. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark unto the sepulchre, and see if the stone taken away from the sepulchre, and see if two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back, and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father, and your Father, and to my God, and your God. Romans Now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. 1 Corinthians O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord,
0: Elizabeth from Georgia will now read.
5: I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Life is eternal. We should find this out and begin the demonstration thereof. Life and goodness are immortal. Let us then shape our views of existence into loveliness, freshness, and continuity, rather than into age and blight. Jesus taught the way of life by demonstration, that we may understand how this divine principle heals the sick, casts out error, and triumphs over death. Though demonstrating his control over sin and disease, the great teacher by no means relieved others from giving the requisite proofs of their own piety. He worked for their guidance that they might demonstrate this power as he did and understand its divine principle. Jesus said, John 8:51. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. That statement is not confined to spiritual life, but includes all the phenomena of existence. Jesus demonstrated this, healing the dying and raising the dead. Mortal mind must part with error, must put off itself with its deeds, and immortal manhood the Christ ideal will appear. Faith should enlarge its borders and strengthen its base by resting upon spirit instead of matter. When man gives up his belief in death, he will advance more rapidly towards God, life, and love. Belief in sickness and death as certainly as belief in sin tends to shut out the true sense of life and health. When will mankind wake to this great fact in science? The universal belief in death is of no advantage. It cannot make life or truth apparent. Death will be found at length to be a mortal dream which comes in darkness and disappears with the light. The resurrection of the great demonstrator of God's power was the proof of his final triumph over body and matter and gave full evidence of divine science, evidence so important to mortals. Let men think they had killed the body, Afterwards, he would show it to them unchanged. This demonstrates that in Christian science, the true man is governed by God, by good, not evil, and is therefore not a mortal, but an immortal. Jesus' unchanged physical condition after what seemed to be death, was followed by his exaltation above all material conditions. And this exaltation explained his ascension and revealed unmistakably a probationary and progressive state beyond the grave. Existence continues to be a belief of corporeal sense until the science of being is reached. Error brings its own self destruction, both here and hereafter. For a mortal mind creates its own physical conditions. Death will occur on the next plane of existence as on this, until the spiritual understanding of life is reached. The period required for this dream of material life, embracing its so called pleasures and pains, To vanish from consciousness, knoweth no man, neither the son but the father. This period will be of longer or shorter duration, according to the tenacity of error. Progress is born of experience. It is the ripening of mortal man, through which the mortal is dropped for the immortal either here or hereafter, suffering or science, must destroy all illusions regarding life and mind and regenerate material sense and self. The old man with his deeds must be put off. Unless the harmony and immortality of man are becoming more apparent, We are not gaining the true idea of God. And the body will reflect what governs it, whether it be truth or error, understanding or belief, spirit or matter. Therefore, acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Be watchful, sober, and vigilant. The way is straight and narrow, which leads to the understanding that God is the only life. It is a warfare with the flesh in which we must conquer sin, sickness, and death, either here or hereafter, certainly before we can reach the goal of spirit or life in God. The sinless joy, the perfect harmony and immortality of life possessing unlimited divine beauty and goodness without a single bodily pleasure or pain constitutes the only veritable, indestructible man whose being is spiritual. This state of existence is scientific and intact, a perfection discernible only by those who have the final understanding of Christ in divine science. Death can never hasten this state of existence, for death must be overcome, not submitted to, before immortality appears. We have no right to say that life depends on matter now, but will not depend on it after death. We cannot spend our days here in ignorance of the science of life and expect to find beyond the grave a reward for this ignorance. Death will not make us harmonious and immortal as a recompense for ignorance. If here we give no heed to Christian science, which is spiritual and eternal, we shall not be ready for spiritual life hereafter. The sin and error which possess us at the instant of death, do not cease at that moment, but endure until the death of these errors. To be wholly spiritual, man must be sinless, and he becomes thus only when he reaches perfection. Universal salvation rests on progression and probation and is unattainable without them. Heaven is not a locality but a divine state of mind in which all the manifestations of mind are harmonious and immortal because sin is not there and man is found having no righteousness of his own but in possession of the mind of the Lord as the scripture says. When it is learned that disease cannot destroy life, and that mortals are not saved from sin or sickness by death, this understanding will quicken into newness of life. It will master either a desire to die or a dread of the grave, and thus destroy the great fear that besets mortal existence. Being is holiness, harmony, immortality. It is already proved that a knowledge of this, even in small degree, will uplift the physical and moral standard of mortals, will increase longevity, will purify and elevate character. Thus progress will finally destroy all error and bring immortality to to light.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 305. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice all the rugged way. Hymn number 305, Let us now sing hymn number 324. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of Thy love. Hymn number 324.
6: the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passage from 1 John third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material, he is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we shall be called the sons of God, Therefore the world us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purify himself, even as he is pure. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Amen.